Well, hey there, everyone. I'm Daniel Hahn, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Oxford Assembly of God Church, and this is our podcast. And I just want to thank you for listening today. We hope the message you're about to hear inspires you, builds your faith, and helps you see that God has a purpose for your life. And now, let's get into the message. Shalom. I'm Simeon. And I'm Anna. You know, you probably know the Christmas story the way most people know it. They know about Herod telling the whole world be taxed. You know about Mary and Joseph going to the manger. You know about the shepherds celebrating and the angels. But today, we want to tell you the story from our perspective. See, we've been talking of the wonderful things that have been happening the last few months. Jerusalem has been filled with excitement, and we have been so blessed to be just a small, small part of it. Ever since my husband died after only seven years of marriage, I've assisted in the temple for these many years. I'm now 84 years old, but I have been blessed to see so many marvelous things. Our nation is in great turmoil. And so many of our people have forgotten Jehovah. They've forgotten Jehovah God. I don't think of myself as being anything special. But those that know me say I am a righteous and devout man. I'm not a priest. I consider myself as one of the remnant. One of those that are looking for and waiting for the promised Messiah. Anna, you were in the temple a few months back when Zachariah and Elizabeth dedicated their son John. Tell us what Elizabeth shared with you. All right. Elizabeth was beside herself. Here she was an old woman and she was childless and she thought that she would never have a child. But God took away her disgrace and blessed her and Zachariah with a son. You should have seen her face when she shared with me Zechariah's story. Zechariah was one of about 20,000 priests throughout the nation of Israel at that time. Hannah, let me interrupt just a moment. You said Mm 20,000 priests. One of the amazing things about the whole Christmas story is the timing. Everything had to be exactly right. Yes. Zechariah was one of 20,000 priests, and yet he was the one that God spoke to and revealed himself to through an angel, even though the manner of choosing the priest was instituted by King David thousands of years before. Finish up there. Well, many years before, many years before, King David had instituted a system to decide who would serve in the temple and when they would serve. There were 24 groups chosen from their priestly families, and they were committed to serve in the temple during their allotted time. They cast lots to determine who would be the one to enter the holy place in the temple and burn incense. Just think, most likely a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience for a priest to be able to fulfill that service Jehovah was guiding each step of the way. 
While Zechariah was serving in the temple, a great crowd stood outside praying. Listen to what happened. There appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been answered and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and there will many people are going to rejoice at his birth for he will be great before the Lord and he must not drink wine or strong drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the just to make ready for a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this from an old man and my wife is advanced in years? The angel answered him, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things takes place because you didn't believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple and he kept these things he kept making signs to them, you know. He kept these things, trying to, trying to help, and he remained mute. Simeon, you're going to have to finish this story. I need to sit down. I'll listen and correct you if you say something wrong. I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right, Anna, I'll do my best. Zachariah stayed at the temple until the time of his service was over. And then he returned home. Imagine the surprise of Elizabeth when her husband returned home and couldn't speak. Imagine her greater surprise when Zachariah told her she was going to have a son. And shortly thereafter, she became pregnant. While Elizabeth was expecting her son, there was another great event happening down in Nazareth. Because we know in the six months that the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Now we're talking about two babies here. One was Elizabeth, her son John. And of course the virgin's name was Mary and his name was gonna be Emmanuel, God with us. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus. He will be great. And we be called the Son of the Most High. Yes. 
and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to her, or said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, said the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now just a little later, Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Listen to what happened. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And when Elizabeth gave birth, it created some more excitement. And just stay seated, but share with us what happened. Well, on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zachariah after his father, but his mother said, no, he should be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet, and he wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosened, and he spoke, blessing God, and fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about throughout all of the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, what then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. This child would later grow up to be called John the Baptizer. But Simeon, that other baby, the, the baby, tell us more, the baby. I've got a lot more to share with you concerning what has happened over the last few months. You see, God had told me, no one, Simeon, just a man waiting for the Messiah. God had told me that I would not die until I had seen the promised Messiah. How awesome would that be? But with this little baby, the one, I never expected the Messiah to come as a baby. I thought probably a conquering hero or on a white horse or maybe a king, but a baby? Was this the one? Were the stories true or was it just someone's imagination? I, I had to know. I talked with as many priests that would talk with me. All the scribes that would even listen to me. But mostly, 
I look to the prophets of old. Yes. What did Moses say? What did Isaiah say? What did some of the other prophets say about this Messiah? Well, Moses, way back in the book of the law and the Torah, he says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Then Moses said, later he says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. It shall crush the forehead of Moab and break down all the sons of Sheth. So the Messiah would be the seed of Abraham. Yes. This checks. He was the promised seed of Abraham. Yes. And it says of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Matthew would say the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Checked out. The prophet Micah, he told where Jesus would be born. He said, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among these to be considered, from you shall come forth from me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Jesus. Everything checked out. Those stories were, that were running rampant all around, told by the shepherds, told by all the people that there, they were not just someone's imagination. That young girl that brought in this child surely was the one spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, which says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, the God with us. The shepherds that left their flocks to go see the baby witness of this great event. The angels proclaimed it. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. This was the child, Anna. That was the child we saw at the dedication. Oh, I know, Simon. And that's the reason for the joy. That's the reason I'm telling everyone that this is the promised king to come and deliver Israel. That's right, Anna. But God has shown me something else. Something that I kind of wish I hadn't known. Oh. Because, see, I had to tell Mary what else God had shown me. God had shown me this child will be rejected by many in Israel. And it will be their undoing. But he will be the greatest joy to many others. Thus the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And I had to tell Mary, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Wow. What was that message? A sword would pierce her very soul? Hmm. What was that message? Did it fall in line with everything else? 
What did God mean when he said a sword would pierce her spirit? Once again, I had to go back and read what was written years before. Much of this I will not see because I'm an old man. But I believe it to be just as true as all the other truths I have shared. See, the prophet Isaiah prophesied this about 800 years ago. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, a man acquainted with grief. And as from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. Surely he's borne our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. With his stripes, we are healed. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the sins, the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter. And like a sheep that before his shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression or the sins of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Yes, thank you, Lord. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many, it makes intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah told us those things seven to eight hundred years ago. The prophet Zechariah 
added these words, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and peace. Thank you, Jesus. For mercy, so that when they look on me, on whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and weep bitterly over him as one weeps over a firstborn. I'm sure that was what Mary was to feel. The death of her firstborn. The death of a son that was from none other than the Son of God. I'm sure that as Mary would see what was happening to her son, she too would feel as if her soul would be pierced. How tragic. How sad. This precious little baby boy, the promised Messiah, would have all these things happen to him. I'm glad the story doesn't end there. Because I found a greater promise written by King David himself. He says, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. What's that mean? David wrote it, but he wasn't speaking of himself. He was speaking of that Messiah that was to be born years later. He was telling that the Messiah, even though he would suffer for everyone and take the sin of the world upon him, that he would be buried with the rich, but he would not stay in the grave. The Messiah, born in a stable to parents so poor that they did not have enough money to give a standard offering at dedication. He would be the Savior Thank you, Jesus. of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Glory to God and the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill to men. Amen. And joy to the world. Amen. For the Lord Jesus. has come. Stand and sing it with us. On behalf of our pastor and staff here at OAG, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. We are grateful for you and the support you give our church and its ministries so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do, to be the family church for the family of God. For more content from Pastor Strickland and Oxford Assembly of God, check out our media website at oag.church/media.